Welcome to the best faith and sports podcast on the planet. Faith Out Front is one of the many voices of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes of Cleveland. The conversation you're about to hear will demonstrate how the power of Jesus Christ is active and alive in Northeast Ohio through athletes and coaches on the professional, college, high school, junior high, and youth levels all over the place. Through FCA, the transforming power of Jesus Christ engages, equips, and empowers coaches and athletes to unite, to inspire, and to change the world through the gospel, the way it should be done. Robert Kylo is the Metro Cleveland and Northeast Ohio Director for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Nobles Darby is the Area Director for FCA Metro Cleveland. And today's guest is Mike Suit, a faith leader in the sports community here in Cleveland. Three incredible people. So Nobles, let the conversation begin. Thank you for tuning in to Faith Out Front. We are excited to have you with us for this episode. Robert, how are we doing today, man? We're doing great. It's exciting to be here. Ray, thanks for your coaching to get us to this point. My proverbial brother from another mother, Nobles Darby IV, my amazing co-host. What a blessing. And Mike Suit in the house. Great to see you, brother. It's been a long time. Thanks for all you do. Oh, it's good to be here. And thank you guys. This is first episode in the studio, right? Yes, sir. It's great. You got to get some video going here. So everyone can see the studio <laughs> and how beautifully hung the sound panels are. Amen. <laughs> well Amen. done, guys. This is exciting. Appreciate it. Well, Mike, as, as Robert shared, man, we're delighted to have you with us. Um, for those of you that are listening today, we are joined by none other than our good brother, Mike Sue, um, who is a dynamic leader in the kingdom. And he also serves as the lead chaplain uh, for the Cleveland Indians. And on Faith Out Front, we really love to open up the microphone uh, so to speak, to hear from the hearts of our faith leaders within our various sports communities. And Mike, we're delighted to have you with us, man. You ready to jump in? Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, Mike, uh, as I alluded to, man, you are definitely a dynamic um, man in the kingdom. Um, I met you for the first time um, officially last summer, um, shortly after the pandemic. We had lunch and um, it was just a pleasure to get to know you, learn more about um, your wife, your family, um, which your family, uh, it, that's something I want to dive into first, because I think that's something that our, our listeners really want to hear. Um, God has done some tremendous things in your family through the adoption process. And I think coming from or speaking from a faith aspect uh, would be encouraging to our listeners. So why don't you share a little bit um, with us about your wife, um, your kids, what the adoption process has been like for you guys and what you've seen God do in that area? Yeah, that that could be an entire episode in and of itself. <laughs> let me just say that right up front. Um, but even before I get into that, let me just say, I love what you guys are doing and what you're leading uh, with uh, FCA. It's truly incredible what God is doing in you guys and through you guys, uh, not just with this podcast, but ministry throughout Northeast Ohio. So to be here and be a part of this and for you guys to ask me, it's truly an honor. And then also to fall in the footsteps of last season, my brothers, Jerry Birch, who chaplains the Cavs, and Robert Brooks, who yes, chaplains the Indians, is yeah. uh, is an honor in and of itself. Thankful for those guys yeah. uh, and their ministry as well. So, yes, sir. Thank you, so yeah, there's uh, with the adoption and just our family, there, there's a lot that we could talk about. So uh, my wife, uh, Rebecca, and I will be married uh, this coming June for 11 years. Wow, and congratulations. It, thank you. Thank you. And it has been uh, just a roller coaster of a journey of what God has done in our marriage, in our family, uh, and uh, how good and how faithful he's been through it all. So uh, 
I'll try to keep this as short and to the point as possible uh, while emphasizing just how good God's been. Uh, but a little over, well, about five years ago, uh, my wife and I both strongly felt like uh, what God was leading us to as far as the next step of our family uh, was to pursue adoption. Uh, and so that began about a year and a half kind of journey before we got to meet our son, Judah, uh, who was born in uh, May of 2018. And uh, yeah, just an incredible ride. So he's he's coming up on on three years now, wow. which is kind of wild to think about. Uh, and uh, and then uh, felt like God wasn't done with our family and was leading us to adopt again. And so our daughter Shayla, uh, who was born in Arizona, was born last August um, in 2020 out in the uh, Phoenix area, and that was a journey and a wild ride in and of itself. Uh, she was born uh, roughly seven weeks early. You know, I was in conversations with you guys and yeah. seeking out your prayer when all this was was going on. So she was born two pounds, 15 ounces, under wow. three pounds. Um, she had to spend uh, 35 days in the NICU out in Phoenix. My wife was there the entire time. Um, and uh, I was there for a couple of weeks and I had to come back because Elena, our oldest daughter, was starting kindergarten and uh, just to be back with Judah as well. Um, but God and just his goodness and his faithfulness and his grace, Shayla is great. She's healthy, Praise clean God. bill of health. Um, she, uh, last weekend, uh, turned seven months. So just truly praise God for what he's doing. Wow. Uh, and then just how God's orchestrated, uh, our family and what he has taught us about what it looks like to be a part of God's family and what love of our heavenly father looks like, uh, the adoption process has completely changed my perspective and appreciation and understanding of that. And so how God has used um, that journey of adoption to mold and shape Becca, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's wow. one of the greatest things we've ever done. But at the same time, one of the most difficult things we've ever done. The entire journey, just lots of highs and lows um, through it all. But like I've been saying, God has proven so faithful. And at this point, uh, I could not imagine our family without Judah and without Shayla. And I would go through it all again in a heartbeat to have them as part of our family. Uh, wow. and, uh, and truly, it feels like Beck and I are, are the blessed ones uh, as a result. But yeah, that entire process, my goodness, um, what God has done and revealed us and spoken to us about uh, what it looks like to surrender to him, to give him control, uh, to allow him to work in parts of our lives that we thought, man, oh, we're pretty good or, hmm. you know, we have it together. And God's like, no, not quite yet. I'm going to use this process to to mold you and to shape you more like uh, in, in me, in my image wow. uh, has been incredible. And so I feel like our family is so much better for it. Uh, our marriage, Beck and I are so much better for it. And, and I, I think I'm a better follower of Jesus as a result of that. Uh, wow. So I could, I mean, I could go on and on all the guys done that. I know we got other stuff to, to talk about and hit on here, but yeah, it's been, it's been a wild journey. Wow. It feels like we're just beginning. Well, well Mike, before I uh, go to you, Robert, um, I know you want to get in on, on this, man. Um, first, I appreciate what you shared, man. Um, just your heart. That's really what we wanted to do, you know, Faith Out Front for, um, to allow our listeners to really hear the hearts of those that God is using. Um, within the realm of sports, but but you're more than just a team chaplain, right? 
your 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 husband, your father, and what you just shared going through the adoption process. I got to tell you, man, it gripped my heart. And for those of you that don't follow Mike on Instagram, first let me tell you this: you you need to follow his IG. Um, he, he's always posting, you know, just things about his family. One of the things that I love most about what you post, you'll you'll uh, put Mike will put up these posts on um, date day. With uh, with with uh, Elena, uh, Elena yeah, yeah. or you know, Elena. catching some sun with Judah, like, and those things, man, are are so cool to see, especially in a day and age. And you and I talked about this a little bit um, last year when we met. Um, we all know that 2020 was no secret as far as it came to the civil unrest that our country experienced, and and, and so I think that um, God is so powerful in, in 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 such a way, and you alluded to it that He showed you and Becca where you all could really grow more as people, grow more as Christians. And and you talked about, because we have the question here, um, how's the process, adoption process helps you understand diversity from a spiritual standpoint, but you you touched on it. You said really what God allowed your family to experience was a glimpse of what the kingdom truly looks like. And I just think that's phenomenal, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so what Nobles is talking about there, if you, if you do connect with me on Instagram and see photos of of our family and of our kids, you'll quickly realize that my son Judah and our youngest daughter Shayla are not white. Right. <laughs> I am white. Uh, my wife is white, and um, uh, our oldest daughter Elena is white. Uh, but Judah and Shayla are African American, and uh, that's been um, that in of itself has been one of the best things that God's done in in the adoption process. Uh, particularly for my wife and I, and, and I pray for our oldest daughter, Elena, as well. And, and, you know, down the road for, for Judah and Shayla too, you know, what it looks like to be a, a multiracial family and what God wants us to, to do with that, you know, and one of the big things uh, has to do with, you talked about kind of that civil and racial unrest or divide or division in our culture and our yeah. country over, over this last year. One of the things that I can't help but think about know, as you alluded to in, in 2020, you know, is, is just what God's done bringing Judah and Shayla into our family and, uh, the proximity that we have and that love that we have, um, now. So when I see, uh, new stories like George Floyd or Ahmaud Arbery or Breonna Taylor and, and the list goes on, it's not some some distant person or some news cycle story of the week that's going on that I can rush off. Like I see those photos and those videos and things that are posted. And it's like, ah, that's my son or that could be my daughter. And so it hits home and it's personal now, you know? And so I think so many people uh, struggle with that proximity uh, with being in relationship and loving people that don't look like them. And so it's easy to see those news stories or those clips and say, oh, that's kind of a theory or that's right. a distant thing. Right. But when it becomes, oh, what's happening to that person there, that could be my brother Nobles. Yeah. It changes the conversation. It gives yeah. you a different level of empathy, of understanding, of appreciation of people's stories and experiences that don't look like you. Wow. And so God, just in that, through the adoption process and what God has used Judah and Shayla in my life and my wife's life, to shape us and to mold us, uh, we're thankful for that. So as we continue on this journey to um, you know, essentially diversify our mm-hmm. our lives around us, yeah. it has given us a more robust picture, image of what the kingdom of God looks like, of what wow. the body of Christ looks like and yeah. should look like. And we are better off as a result of that. 
Uh, and so, yeah, we could just keep going, but yeah. We <laughs> no, you should keep going. We could, just keep, going. Keep, we could yeah. just keep talking. <laughs> Mike, you're on a roll. And I'm just reminded, I mean, be confident of this very thing. He who has begun a good work in you or us will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. We as human beings are in a journey. And we get so excited to hear these stories because that's why faith and sports can be integral to bringing kingdom unity to not only Northeast Ohio, but to the planet. Speak a little bit about that, because in a sports perspective, yeah, you may be the chaplain of the Cleveland Indians, or you alluded to Jerry Birch, wonderful brother in Christ with the Cavs, or Robert Brooks with the Browns. We look at these pro teams and we get all jazzed. And of course, as Clevelanders, we get really pumped, rightfully so. But how can sports and faith and Jesus play an integral role of bringing the kind of unity that we desperately need to see? Wow, that's a that's a great question. And I think, and we could talk about this a, a little bit more because I probably have a different uh, perspective on professional athletes. Just again, in that proximity, the, the role that I've uh, been able to step into or what God has called me to has kind of shifted that. But I think in our culture, we tend to to elevate athletes on this pedestal, right? Because of what they do, because of the skill set uh, that they have. And so I think there's this opportunity, uh, if we're talking professional sports or even, even at different levels with what you guys do at the collegiate level uh, or at the high school level or the youth level, there is always this degree where athletes seem to be looked at a, a little differently, right. you know, whether right or wrong. And so I think there's just opportunity uh, through ministry there to completely impact and change the culture for the kingdom, you know, and not that, not that we use people in any sort of way for our own means and stuff, but rather like coming alongside people and saying, uh, or those athletes and saying, what is it that God has called you to do? Or what is it that God is leading you to do? And how can we, or how can I help you step yeah. into that? It's just discipleship. It's just relationship. And so I think when we have this this moment, even you know, in this conversation, where we're able to have sports and faith and church and ministry come together, you know, for a greater purpose for God's kingdom. There's yeah. something special that can happen there. Yeah, amen. I, I love what you shared, Mike, especially as it pertains to professional athletes. And I want to shift the narrative um, a little bit, um, but still kind of stay in that same vein. Um, something you said that uh, really kind of piqued my interest is. Everyone looks at professional athletes in the lights that they look at them. You know, we're in a social media driven age. So, you know, a lot of people, athletes do what they see on social media. You being a team chaplain, you have a different perspective. You've got really a bird's eye view, you know, of seeing these athletes up close and personal. And I love the point that you made to where, hey, it's about helping them identify their purpose using their platform, right? You know, beyond what they can do with a basketball or in your case, a baseball or a baseball glove. And so I want you to talk to talk to this, Mike. One, let people know, how did you become the team chaplain, right? Because that's always, you know, a, a story of interest. Um, chaplain Brooks with the Browns and Chaplain Birch with the Cavs both had interesting stories. So I'm definitely excited for our listeners to hear how you became team chaplain. And in that experience, um, what are some things that you've done to really help some of these athletes um, see their God given purpose. Yeah, that's good. So there's a lot to unpack there in, in that question, but let me, let me just start with what you initially asked with becoming the team chaplain. So, um, let me, let me say it this way. It might give a little context of what I'm, what I'm about to share and talk about and, and stepping into this role. Um, but if you had asked me a number of years ago, I'm like, how do you go about becoming a team chaplain? 
I wouldn't have the slightest clue on what that looks like <laughs> to become a yeah. team chaplain, a professional athlete. Yeah. I feel like I, I knew that there were chaplains at professional sports and things, but I had no idea how you'd go about becoming one, what right. that looks like, um, what, you know, all that that entails. Uh, and then on, on top of that, um, yeah, just, just not the, not really sure what that, what that all would kind of look like or what that would mean. So um, how it, how it came about for me was at the church that I was previously on staff at, we had a Tuesday morning, all staff meeting and I'm sitting in the meeting and my email is open. I get this email from this guy, uh, that I didn't know, never met before or anything like that. And he said, Hey, uh, we have an opening, uh, in this chapel ministry to, to serve, uh, uh, the Cleveland Indians. Would you be interested? I'm, <laughs> I'm just sitting there in a meeting, staring wow. at this email, like, this isn't real. Yeah. This is not real. Wow. And no joke, after the meeting, I probably called five friends. Yeah. Like, dude, are you messing with me right now? <laughs> like, tell me if this is a joke. So sure enough, I, I reached back out to this guy that sent me the email. It turned out to be a, wow. a legit yeah. thing, an opportunity. Hmm. So as my wife and I kind of talked about it and prayed about it, we felt like it was something that, uh, you know, God at least wanted us to apply for. So we applied, went through uh, an interview process with it, and uh, ended up getting offered the position. Wow. And so what's been what's been cool about that is it's something that Beck and I both do together. Awesome. Uh, so she, I have the ministry coaches, players, various personnel, uh, and she really works with the wives and the girlfriends and fiancés and families nice. doing Bible studies, things like that, which has been, uh, yeah, it's just been fun to be able to have that opportunity to serve yeah. in that way together. But it was it wasn't something that that we were looking for. If you had asked right. me, Hey Mike, what are your top goals in ministry from a career? I wouldn't have even put <laughs> yeah. chaplain of a pro pro team uh, just cause it felt like a, a wish. And then around that time, so that all, that was all happening in 2018. So we yeah. had Judah's adoption. And then uh, right around that time, our oldest daughter, Elena, who was three at that point uh, was having open heart surgery wow. as everything was going on there. And, and I got this email and stuff. So it was just like, God, what are you doing? Yeah. Let me say Elena's good. She's healthy. Yeah, Every, yeah. Everything's great <laughs> uh, from that He's standpoint. Yeah. Praise God yeah. for sure. Um, but it just, it wasn't something that we were seeking out, mm -hmm. searching out. God just kind of opened the door yeah. and said, here it is, which he seems to do so often with us. Like, here's an opportunity. Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to be obedient? And so that's, mm. that's kind of how it came about a cold wow. call email. So to this day, if you, if you ask me, how do you become a chaplain of professional sports teams? I'd say, I just pray you get a cold call email. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's how it works. Solid advice. <laughs> Everybody's checking their email right, right. now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Email. Yeah. Refresh, refresh. Right. Yeah. Well, Mike, yeah. you know, as you share that, I just think of the power of availability. We all know God's the one who has the ability to do extraordinary things, but he's looking for available vessels. You and your wife have said, count us in, coach, God, I'm ready to play, right? And now you're doing some amazing things. And I just think that needs to be noted because a lot of people tuning in and listening, they're wondering, what role do I have to play? Well, it starts with saying, hey, God, I'm available. That's right. Now, we at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, we work with coaches and athletes and praise God for that platform. You're working with professional athletes with the Cleveland Indians. You could be a doctor. You could be a nurse. You could be a, an attorney. The key is, is did God call you to that post? And it sure is evident that he called you and your wife to what you're doing. It's making a big difference. And would you be willing to share? And I know you don't want to get into specifics, and nor would we ask that. But in your chaplaincy, can you just speak to some examples where God moved through you and your wife that's making a difference on and off the, the field? Yeah, yeah. And um, 
It's uh, it's in, it's an interesting question because we've been at this would just be our third season, and as we all know, the last year, especially with baseball, that season has just been different. So the ministries look different. So you know, I'm sure when you had uh, Jerry and Robert on, you know, these guys have been at it for years, serving right. faithfully and obediently. They probably have story after story. So I think there's a degree for me, you know, if we come back on, hopefully ten. 15, 20 years down the road, you know, we'll have stories of just the fruit of what God's done. Uh, But one of the things that I'm thankful for in this ministry is that discipleship's at the heart of it. It's not just about, you know, preaching this message and then leaving and, well, see you guys next week or whatever it might be, uh, which that's important. It's about relationships. It's about discipleship, which I know at FCA, you guys are all about, you know, being in relationship with people. God works through community works through relationships. Uh, and so just like any other discipling relationship that you would have with a high school student or a coach or whatever it may look like, whoever God has called you to, there's opportunities to be in their life. And so, uh, and it's always an honor that God would choose to use us in people's lives to come alongside them to hopefully and ultimately point them towards Jesus. So all that to say, there's just been opportunities to do that with, with various people personnel and and guys on the team, you know, they're normal human beings (laughs) that our culture elevates on pedestal, but they're normal guys that are trying to figure out how to be good husbands, how to be good fathers, um, how to be faithful followers of Jesus in a unique culture of a, of a professional athlete and and what that entails. Um, And so when they call you up, Hey, I'm navigating this, or I have a question about what that looks like, be able to, to kind of walk them through some stuff. Or just pray with them, you know, yeah. even if it's like two in the morning, just mm-hmm. to be able to, to pray and to be there with them has been good. Uh, but one of the things, even even last year, is the season was delayed at the start and stuff. My wife and I were able to do a, a couple's Bible study yeah. over Zoom with uh, many of the, the wives and, and the players. And uh, it was fun in that, giving them opportunities to various guys, opportunities to lead the Bible study, depending on the week, you know, yeah. that uh, that. Some of them have never done something like that before. So to see them kind of step into that with nervousness, but but gaining boldness and gaining confidence and, and to see now even like a year later what that's meant for their faith and wow. uh, their leadership has been really encouraging. So again, it's all rooted in those relationships and those discipling relationships and just saying, all right, God, what is it you want me to do? What is it that you're doing yeah. in this person's life? And yeah. How can I... Uh, effectively serve them in the mm. middle of that, whatever that is that you're doing yeah. and leading them to. So, well, what comes to mind? I mean, you think of baseball, first base, second base, third base, home. You got to get around the bases, but you can't get on the bases if you're not at the bat and you're not swinging. And I think you're discipling key leaders of our community, and and that needs to be appreciated. And I think the message is is to people that are tuning in. You might be in elementary school, you might be in high school, you might be in college, or you might get the blessing and get that email that Mike got. To, hey serve in the professional ranks. But the key is, is are you discipling someone? And I'm so glad you noted that about FCA, because this isn't about FCA. We're a piece of a big puzzle in the kingdom. But we are very serious about discipleship, as I know you are. The key is, for you that are listening, are you? It starts with getting on first base. Who's that one person that God has put in your ecosystem that the Lord's nudging you to say, you know what? I need to open up the word of God with this young man or woman. I got to get some time with this coach. I mean, we're all about leading every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. That's the platform God's given FCA. But What's your platform? How can you influence someone else for Christ? And Mike, I just so appreciate you doing what you're doing. 
Yeah, that's that's so well said. You know, we we have these commands in Scripture. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then got the Great Commission. Go yeah. and make disciples, right? Yeah. Every follower of Jesus, no matter what we do or, or what it is that God has called us to, we have those commandments and we have that calling. So, yes, like whether you're a coach, whether you're, uh, you know, a student, whether you're a middle school, high school, whatever it may look like, you're a teacher. Like we are called to make disciples with right. whoever God has put in our lives, with whoever God has led us to. And, and I think that, yeah, you're exactly right, Robert. That was so well said. Well, uh, Mike, I want to I want to stay right here, man, because in FCA, um, discipleship is in our DNA. You know, it, it runs through our blood. Um, anything we do with, with coaches, um, it's all rooted in discipleship. Same with athletes. And, and I'm so glad to hear that that's what the chaplain ministry has been like for you as well. However, we all know, man, with with anything God calls us to do, there's not always going to be you know, sunshine and rainbows, so to speak. There's going to be some challenges. And um, I just want you to speak to what are some challenges or difficulties, you know, even outside of what we just faced with the pandemic that you experience or have experienced with being a team chaplain? Yeah, great question. And I love how I love how you set that up. I think too many people, this is kind of a sidebar, but I think too many people, too many Christians mm-hmm. feel like, oh, God's called me to do something. The road's just going to be open. It's going to be easy, smooth. And when we face right. opposition or difficulty, whoa, God must not have called me to do that. No, he has called you to do that. It's just called life. Life is <laughs> difficult. Exactly. Ministry is yeah. difficult. Discipleship is difficult. We're broken, you know. Uh, so, so yeah, I love how you set that up. Uh, but, yeah, I, I tell people when it comes to the, the chaplain ministry that it's much more grind than glamour. Mm-hmm. And so I think people think what I do because I'm with professional athletes. Well, I think it comes from this like, presupposition that we think, Oh, they're rich professional athletes. So life is good. Everything must be easy. Things like that. Oh, and you get to, uh, as a chaplain, get to be part of that life or lifestyle or the glamour that they experience. Um, and, and yeah, there are things that I get to do that, that are cool and exciting and unique. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, but it's just like anything else that God calls you to, or any other ministry that you do when discipleship's the core, there's a difficulty to it. And there's, there's a grind to it. And so I think just one of the things in the in the baseball world that makes things really unique and, and difficult in the ministry that I do just has to do with, with trades and guys mm, getting yeah. sent up, guys getting sent yeah. down. You know, so you form these relationships and these friendships and you're in these discipling relationship uh, and you're, you're texting, you're FaceTiming one night. The next day, they're an entirely different team in a different state on the other side of the U.S. And so you have these relationships, but then you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to see you again. Right. You know, so there's there's difficulty in that. And then um, just, be, just being in Cleveland, you know, being honest with you guys, our winters are a little rough in the baseball season. <laughs> a little. Uh, the, the, the winter, winters are a little rough. In the baseball season, you know, their off season uh, is in the middle of our winter. Yeah. And so many of the the guys and their families don't live in Cleveland in right. the off season. <laughs> I, I can't blame right. them. There's yeah. many times yeah. where I'm like, oh, February, why am I here? Right. What am I doing? <laughs> exactly. Right. So, but that's that's the time where their schedule would ease up, where Beck and I would really be able to connect and get time with them. But we just don't we just yeah. don't have that, you know. So it's like trying to make the most of these eight or nine months that that you have with them and the limited time that you do get with them. 
you know, and trying to build that discipling relationship there. So, yeah. so yeah, I think those are just a, just a couple of the things that, that kind of come to mind that yeah. I feel like a little, little unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think I said this earlier and it needs to be said like the, um, one of the things that God's done in me is kind of strip that, uh, that pride or that ego mm-hmm. of this and has shown me as I step into relationship with different coaches or, or different players and their families that, they are regular human beings. Yeah. Like I said, they're just trying to figure out how to be good husbands, good fathers, good followers of Jesus. And so that kind of uh, um, you know, pedestal that they often get put on yeah. has been stripped away from me. I just yeah. see them as, as just regular guys, which I'm, yeah. I'm thankful for. You know, I think that's helped me uh, in that ministry. And that was advice that you know, we talked about Jerry and Robert with the Cavs and the Indians yeah. had given me stepping into this, which, which I'm just grateful for. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, that kind of fandom piece of me is just gone at this point. So I'm probably one of the worst people to go and watch an Indians game with because <laughs> I feel like a father watching their child, like just yeah. so nervous. Right. And, and, and a couple of years ago when we could go to games, yeah. I went to, I went to one game and, uh, which again, people find that out. It's kind of ironic. Yeah. But that fandom's just gone. Like right. I, I watch most of the games or have them on in the background. Yeah. Um, but I get like so nervous because I know how that performance impacts them personally, but also their families and things yeah. like that. And so the pressure of it. And so I find myself praying for them to win, hmm. not just so that they win, right. but so that they can stay in the same city and have some yeah. consistency <laughs> with their family. Absolutely. And so that yeah. one game we went to, uh, one of the guys I got really close with who is a relief pitcher had a rough outing. And so mm-hmm. I'm sitting there in the seats and, uh, you know, you're hearing people heckling him yeah. say stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm the chaplain, but I'm about to knock you out right now. <laughs> oh if you, God, say, if you say one more thing, you're about, about to become to, Peter yeah, real quick. About to, knock you out, about to turn some tables. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, just some of that stuff I feel like is, yeah. is different and unique, you know, for but sure. I'm thankful for that perspective that God's given to me again, kind of like I was talking about with the family thing and that diversity, that proximity, Yep. It changes things in people. It yeah. makes people more human, gives you empathy for, yeah. for various people that you otherwise wouldn't have. So, well, you know, it's profound as we round third and head for home here. This is awesome stuff, Mike. Nobles, always appreciate these conversations. But when you go back to family, we started there. I think it's a good landing spot. All of us in humanity have a few things in common. One of them, we all have 168 hours of a week. We all have 24 hours in a day. And that time can fly by. Someone like you, I'm sure the ministry opportunities are extraordinary and consistent. How have you been able, and I think this is a key message, that in putting faith first, in putting your faith out front, it's going to set priorities, family, then ministry. You want to speak about how you and Becca have been able to navigate through the waters of ministry, but maintain a healthy balance of Christ, your marriage, your children, and then the Cleveland Indians and whoever else you may serve. Yeah. So I'll. Yeah, I'll I'll share some thoughts on that, and then you should probably have a follow up episode with with my wife Becca, so that she can <laughs> she can correct me. So yeah, part two coming up. So go. so that's part of it. I check with her and yeah. say, hey, how am I doing here? Yeah. Uh, um, Do we have a caller coming in? Is that Becca? <laughs> yeah, <it's> caller. Uh, <laughs> that's too funny. Uh, yeah. So uh, let me, let me say this. Probably about three years ago. Felt like God gave me a word that um, I just can't seem to to get away from, and it's this word legacy. Legacy. It's like every 
not every time, but a lot of times when I'm spending time with God, that word just comes up and it's kind of this gauge. What kind of legacy am I building for my family? You know, what kind of legacy am I leaving for them? I'm, I'm 33. I'm hoping I still have years ahead, you know, uh, of, of life and, and time with them. But uh, yeah, I can't help but think about in every single facet and aspect of life, what type of legacy I'm leaving with them. And I'm not just talking about the the financial legacy. I'm talking about that faith legacy, you know, very much so. And then also, I, I don't know how you, how you, what's the best way to kind of phrase this, but uh, I want my kids and Beck and I both want our kids um, to see us leaving this faith and this legacy with our kids where they're watching their mom and their dad mm. um, faithfully and obediently step into the things that God is calling us to and our family to. And I don't ever want our kids to see us take things easy or coast or live this life of comfort, but to step into boldness with whatever God is leading us to and to go on the adventure that he has for us. And and so I want our kids to see that. And I want our kids as they continue to grow up to have that legacy where they're excited about the adventure that God has for them. They're passionate about Jesus and what it Mm -hmm. is that he's calling them to do. Mm -hmm. And so that they will step into uh, whatever it is he's leading them to faithfully and obediently with trust in him. And so like, those are the things that I'm thinking about all the time. And so you know, whether it's the adoption or, or stepping into the chapel ministry, whatever it may be, you know, we talked like, feel like God's leading our family to move still in the Cleveland area, yeah, but, right. but to move, Don't you know, worry. and that's that next, like, okay, God, like, what do you have for us? We're trying to serve you open-handed here. And so we want our kids to, to see that because at, at the end of the day, even the chapel ministry with the Indians, God's going to call me away or he's going to raise somebody else up to step into that, you know, players, coaches, personnel, they, they come and go. Right. Um, you know, so that ministry is going to have a season. It's going to come to an end. Um, but guess what? My wife is still going to be there until the day I die. My kids are going to be there until I take my last breath. So that's the legacy that I need to focus on. So that's what, uh, I just get passionate about excited about and, and what God's doing. And I'm just trying to steward that uh, in the best way that I know how in the best way that I feel like God's leading me to. So beautifully yeah. stated, Mike. I mean, tremendous answer. Yeah. Your heart shines through. God bless you and your priorities. They're intact. And let, let me tell you, man, bases were loaded. It was the bottom of the ninth. That was a grand slam walk off, bro. So <laughs> I appreciate everything you share, man. And I'll, I'll, I'll close on this. We're talking about legacy, and I think this is a, a, a great um, bow to put on what you shared. When you think about Abraham, right, in the Bible, Abraham's descendants were blessed all because he was obedient. And so one of the things you shared, in order for us to leave a legacy that our children can be blessed by, we have to be obedient to what God is calling us to. And I certainly celebrate and praise God for what he's doing through you and your wife, Becca, um, your children. Um, I- I'm just so excited you were able to come on today, man, and share all of this with our listeners. So, Mike, man, anything you want to leave our listeners with before we wrap here today, bro? No, this is this is good stuff. I appreciate you guys, you guys asking me to be a part of this. I appreciate what you guys are doing uh, in, in, uh, in Northeast Ohio, in Cleveland. And I know the favor that God's given you and what he's doing through you is is having impact nationwide is people are like what is going on with fca in the cleveland area <laughs> yes, and it, it's special so I'm, I'm thankful for you guys and and i you know my prayer even heading into this that 
people, anyone that would listen, that they would hear us talk about, that they would be empowered in their relationship with Jesus to pursue Jesus, you know, and to go on that adventure that he has for each and every single one of us with faithfulness, with obedience, with, you know, kind of open hands, whatever you may have for us. So, so yeah, just want to try to encourage somebody in that way. Amen. Absolutely. Mike, appreciate you. You guys go follow Mike suit. Um, check out all the cool things God is doing through him and all of his amazing children. He and his wife, um, Mike, thank you again. And thank all of you for tuning in to faith out front. So I'm sitting on the sidelines listening to this great conversation today, uh, and I'm, I'm hearing three incredible stories of an, three amazing men who are, number one, doing what they love, and number two, doing it with God at the forefront. What a great, great conversation today. Mike Suit is team chaplain with the Cleveland Indians and a faith leader in sports community in the Cleveland area. Nobles Darby is the area director for FCA Metro Metro Cleveland. Robert Kylo is the Metro Cleveland and Northeast Ohio director for FCA. Did you enjoy this? I hope you guys did. And I hope our listeners did as well. First of all, thank you for staying with us uh, through the whole thing today. We designed Faith Out Front to be the best faith and sports podcast on the planet. And I hope we've lived up to that. We also believe it carries a message that has the power to transform our world through the influence of coaches and athletes by honoring and glorifying God in everything we do every minute of the day. If you found today's conversation beneficial, let us know on our social media platforms and tell us your story too. We'd love to hear from you. If you know somebody who would benefit from hearing this message today, please reach out and tell them how they can listen. That is by subscribing to this podcast. Our mission is to bring you closer to God in your walk. Find this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. From Robert Nobles, thanks again for listening. Faith Out Front, the best faith and sports podcast on the planet, is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes of Cleveland, copyright 2021.